My name is Jake McLean, and you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Hey there, friends. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, we're glad to have you join us. Uh, I am joined uh, live and in person uh, by John Salazar and Max Sicer. Uh, we'll hear from John uh, for probably the majority of the episode, uh, and uh, we're just going to chat for a little while. I'm sorry. Majority, no, That's Max. fine, that's fine. Majority. No, I mean... Boom. It's John's episode. <laughs> it is John. It, John, it's your episode. Yeah, but, um, but Max is here. I'm glad to share. Yeah, and we're just, uh, yeah. We're so, about that in residence life. We're yeah. about sharing. Yeah. Sharing spaces. That's right. As long as you leave after five days and it's not cohabitation. <laughs> That's all. Hey, yes. And the learning outcomes that are attached, of course. Yes, yes. Duh. <laughs> So John currently serves as the Assistant Dean of Students and Director of Residence Life, and Max serves as the Assistant Director of Fraternity Sorority Life and Student Involvement. Uh, so guys, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Hey. This is not my episode, but we're going to wait for that. Yeah. I'm going to uh, crash yours then. Yeah. Max is just like, know. heads up. Trying to hype his own episode that's coming Right. Soon. Hyping it up. That's I mean, nice. yeah. you know, we've got... A sketch outside our our offices, yeah, like the, essay bros. Like, yeah. I deserve my own. Episode. He deserves a shot. Yeah, he deserves a shot. He but I think we, you know, you got to get some some podcasting. Got to get your feet wet before. That's right. Max is just waiting until the podcast hits Spotify. Uh, so really, I'm just trying to capitalize. It's my own self gain through you. <laughs> right. Right. Throw it up on LinkedIn, like, ooh, I was on a podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'd be the Ed McMahon of this show if you'd let me. Did you say Vince McMahon? <laughs> I would do them to, yes. Ooh. Yeah, I'd that's do, Ric I'd Flair. Do that. that's, that's Rick. I'm sorry, I'm getting him excited. John, which was, on. Which, what was his finishing move? Ric Flair? No. I know. Vince McMahon, what was it? It was like the corporate elbow or something like that? It might have been. I, I mean, oh, I was, I was Ric Flair was the, f- the figure, figure four... Leg lock. Yes, yes. Who said woo? Yes, that was his. I'm sorry. We we, we digress. We're not no, talking please. about student affairs at all. We're just talking no. about. I mean, you know, we're just. Uh... <laughs> I'd be Ed McMahon though. No, Ed McMahon. Ed, is that like Johnny Carson? Ed McMahon. Everybody knows him from Star Search now, but like he was he was the guy. You even do you even remember Star Search? Oh my gosh, I'm so old. Whatever. You're welcome to Star. It was Star Search was. Sidebar, right? Star Search <laughs> was uh, American Idol for the 80s oh, and, and oh, early okay. 90s. Yeah, in the right. 80s, I was a whole negative 13. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. oh, shoot, no, negative 15. Yeah. Ugh, getting old. Man, man, he was, he was <laughs> Getting old, he's mentioning TV shows he watched. In... I did, when I was, when I was younger. Yeah, John Stone. Johnny Carson for you weren't even you weren't born you you were born when, when Jay Leno was the mm-hmm. Tonight Show host. Ninety three, Jay Leno. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, ninety two. So what's up? Yeah, you're uh, you're older than I am. Yeah, old man, old man Jake. I can't I can't say that. I'm yeah, so old man John over <laughs> here. What the hell? <laughs> so I read an interesting article about Game of Thrones today. Mm. Oh, six yes. episodes. 
Oh, I, I knew that. Because they reduced it from 10 to 6. To 8. Uh, to, to like what they have last season, 7, right? 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But each episode, each of the six, is going to be like an hour and a half long. I think it, I'm going to say it's going to be even longer. So I'm thinking we're getting, we're getting like a full length movie in each episode. Yes, that's literally you what, know what I'm here for. I'm all about it. That's what the article it. said. They said it's like watching a movie each episode. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's two and a half hours each. Listen, well, bring, maybe not bring it on. I would love it. I would love it. I, I'm all about it. And I will, I will dress up. I will wear black. I will, I will come ready to defend against the darkness. Listen, that's what know, I would. I uh, so my wife and I go to this. Uh, Galena, at, like every year for uh, like our anniversary. Yeah. We've only had one, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, for now, for now, it's a nice uh, place. Yeah, Galena. So there's this uh, antique like shop, mm-hmm. uh, but it also sells uh, replica prop items. And one of those prop items is Longclaw, Jon Snow's sword. No way. And so every year I go, I'm like, so it's now been two years that we've been going to Galena because uh, we went for our honeymoon and now an anniversary. And so uh, I told Haley, I was like, like, let me buy Longclaw. And she's like, you're not putting that in our house. <laughs> okay. Perfect <laughs> sidebar story was that. In Knoxville, when I was with Alyssa, we went to Tall Man Toys and Comics. And when I went in there, another sword, Saba, from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They had the original, like, 95, <laughs> it was like 90, 1995 packaging. It was wow. a replica Saba. It was $130. Oh, my gosh. And I legit stared at Alyssa <clears throat> and was like, eh, I wouldn't eh? what do you think? And she, and she was like, there's no way you're getting it. And I was like, you're right. It's $130, but... I wouldn't pay for that, but I would pay for the little the knife. The da, 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 da. Okay, so... Yeah, fu- I would do that. Funny, it's not a knife. Funny sidebar story flute. about that. So It's kind of both. It's kind of both. It's a dagger. It's it's a dagger flute. It is a dagger flute. And so uh, I, had, I had that. I had really? a, I had a I had a toy version of that uh, in my basement and my parents' house for so long. And I never took it over to the house. Green Rangers um, awesome. It had been opened once before, uh, any time before that, not opened. Uh, and so most of its value is probably gone from that one freaking box opening. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, and so uh, my uh, my dad started watching old episodes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with my nephew. And so my nephew found out that that toy was downstairs and was like, Jake, can I have this? Like on a FaceTime call with like my whole family around him and me on the other end, like, hell no, you can't have that. <laughs> I was so upset when he said he sent me a Snapchat of Lorenzo with it, and I, he's like, look what I just gave Lorenzo, and I was like, are you like, why did you give like, oh he God. you I have a Power Rangers tattoo, Listen, and you know my my nephew's joy now means I'm a cooler uncle later. Okay, but when that later period comes, can I have the green dagger? Sure. I mean... Flute thing. Yeah, we'll, it won't we'll be... see what happens. He's going to destroy that thing. You realize that, right? No, it's still... Uh, really? Yeah, it's still like any, better than my nephew. Like any little sure, kid, they have too many toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I can only hope... Uh, that would be... Yeah. That, that's the dream, you know? It's living the dream. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, it's the way I feel nostalgic about like Star Wars. I have the little Darth Vader, you know, bobblehead. My whatever. 
I feel that I have the, my, my coffee cup. The, I, I love Star Wars. Always, mm-hmm. I can talk about the seven forms of lightsaber combat, that sort of thing. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like the, like the There's books. seven forms of lightsaber yes, combat? absolutely. I, I can look it up. You going to look it up? No, quiz me on this. Max, go yeah. ahead. Fact check. Honestly, Fact check I mean, this, bud. Here. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm completely open to it. Let's look at this. I'm telling you. Uh, I'm going to remember it right. Jedi fighting forms. Styles. Let's call it the styles. Shicho, that was the first one. Form okay. one. Shicho, that's the rudimentary. Makashi, that's form two. Sorsu, that's form three. That's the ultimate Jedi. Like It's all blocking. Ataru. Ataru. Ataru is form four, and that is the one that like Yoda uses a lot of that. Uh, Shim or Gemso, that's form five. That's the one that uh, Anakin Skywalker later, Darth, Darth Vader uses. It's all passion. It's all like... It's aggression, but it's like when you hit somebody, you're hitting them with like your fury a little bit. So you got to be aware of that. You're using your emotions a little bit. You can't 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 let it can't let it lead you to the dark side. So yeah, take that, Annie. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry. Okay. So we no, can, we, can, we can go later. Uh, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm I enjoyed every it. minute of that, but I don't know where to take that from I also there. Like because you I just, can, I just, we were just talking about like what, what what things grew up, what like made an impression yeah. upon us when we were growing up. But like, how just, do you know all of that? The books, man. What books? There is a whole. <laughs> There's movies. Movies were the, how they began, right? But uh, people have taken the fan fiction of Star Wars into all like. Even beyond that, which is why I'm a little bit upset about these, you know, episodes seven, eight, and nine. Like the prequels and stuff? Prequels because they're and- getting away from what the fan fiction said, mm. and they're kind of taking some of it as like a hodgepodge, and yeah. some of it's completely different. In the books, okay, first, have you all seen episodes seven and eight? I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert for anybody here. Okay. Skip forward, so, check the show notes. Han Solo... Right? Yeah. Gets killed. Yes. And he gets killed by his son, uh, who is... Uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. His son in the books is actually a guy by the name of Jason. J-A-C-A-N-E-N. Jason. And he is a twin, actually. His sister, Jaina. J-A-Y-N-A. Some people say Jaina, but I don't say that because that's weird. <laughs> um, Jaina, right? I'm pretty sure it's Jaina. So, yeah. Anyways, Jaina and Jason, right? They are twins, and they are uh, prophesied by um, uh, uh, Luke Skywalker that they're going to save the universe, right? And, mm-hmm. and they do. They actually do. Actually, Jason becomes a very powerful Jedi, and he uh, they fight a force that is like an anti-force uh, creature. Like, when people with the force come in, they can't notice them, and they are not affected by the force in any way. In fact, they negate the usage of the force. So people that are force-sensitive cannot fight against them like they normally have the advantage to. Mm. And so they have to, they come, they're just these, this race of people that are just killing everything in their path. But Jason has to, he talks about like he needs to expand the force a little bit. And so he seeks a way that he can overcome them. And he does, and he finds a way and he totally beats them. But in the process of him doing this, he gets, he succumbs to the dark side. He has other things that people that lead him astray. And, and so later, um, uh, 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 who am I talking about? Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, has to like goes and follows his foot footsteps, kind of behind him. There's so much that's involved, right? Um, Han Solo does not die, kind of like that. Like he doesn't 
he, he doesn't go out like that. Yeah. Um, Jason, however, is um, he kills Luke Skywalker's wife, and yes, Luke Skywalker is married. He he gets married to a girl named Mara Jade, um, and they have a son who he names Ben Solo, or Ben Skywalker. Excuse me, Ben Skywalker. He actually has a couple of kids, but. Whatever. Um, ben Skywalker. I'm telling you, there's just so much you don't know that it's just like, oh my, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm Ben. Wall. Um, so, <laughs> so, no, there's there's so much to talk about as far as that. And, um, you know, then his, his sister has to, his twin, has to fight against Jason. Uh, because, and she is the far, you know, he's the far superior force wielder. But he, she has to go train with the Mandalorians. She actually goes and trains with, um, a Boba Fett, um, and Fo- Boba Fett, and the Mandalorian. She lives with them, and she kind of learns a thing or two, and she comes back with these additional stuff, and she actually kills Jason because Jason steals the daughter of. Like, there's just so much. I feel like this is an episode of it's, Maury. It's what? amazing. <laughs> and then, now this happens. This happens over like several. And you killed the father. Several series of books. Uh, Chewbacca, you want to know how Chewbacca dies? No, I, no don't. I don't. Okay. Chewbacca lives forever. Oh, he goes out like such a baller too. He really does. No, all right, he's believe he, that. He's memorialized, like he, because the way he goes well, out. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. It's. Ah, oh, I'm so gonna get sued. By no, it's that. it's less than thirty seconds. We're fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, oh. sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll that was such a rabbit hole of like Star Wars well, information. And like, that I, never I thought expected. I was knowledgeable of like Power Rangers, but like. Well, Power no. Rangers. I'm. Look, Power okay, Rangers. You're gonna get Star upset Wars. with me, Max. You're gonna okay, get upset with me because I'm gonna say something. You're gonna get angry. Well, our listeners could also get upset, but you know, the Power Rangers was nothing more than careful, John. They were the complete ripoff of Voltron. I'm sorry, they were. Voltron was the original anime that of a team that happened to have the exact same colors. And they all formed together to form this awesome warrior that kicked the butt of everybody. So Voltron, I'm sorry. It's the Americanized version of Voltron. Which, Max, rebuttal. uh, Who doesn't love a good, like, you know, tribute? Tribute bands. um, Listen, Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) What? People love people love the Americanized version of things. <laughs> KFC, Taco Bell. Um, uh, okay, you can cut this part out. I mean, just... no, this is staying in authenticity. <laughs> but see, I don't want people coming and think that I think Taco Bell is good because, like, it's it's decent when you've been traveling, but it's not when some... you've been traveling. <laughs> just not saying. words for drinking. No, you've <laughs> <laughs> been traveling out of your own body. <laughs> All I'm saying is I I thought that that was a bit of a ripoff of, of Voltron. Now, I know they've redone the, the new series of Voltron. It's actually on Netflix right now, which yeah. I, I kind of enjoy. And my wife gets on me like, you, well, you're you watching a cartoon. You know, like, yes, as I a, am. As a youth, I didn't realize that it was a ripoff. And so it's okay. You learn things as you get older. It's also, again, I have to bring this up. It's also a bit racist. It is. Let's first, be real. Hey, no, for real. Hey, first season, completely racist. The most racist gathering. Oh, it's racist. Of people. 
I wrote a whole paper on it. Yeah. All they had to do was say that the Red Ranger was Native American. It would have, like, completed the whole racist theme of the entire thing. Literally. That's oh, yeah. literally the, the one that was off. Pink for the only female other than the yellow, <laughs> which was the tiger lady. Like, good lord, are you serious? We're going to go there? Of course, the Black Ranger was a black guy, and he was a hip-hop... Keto. Hip-hop Marsh- keto. Yeah. Come on, man. I mean, it's bad, but you know, you guys were gonna talk about talk about race. I mean, we were. Yeah. It's just an ethnicity. So that, that might be a good. <laughs> what, that might be, what that nice might be like the biggest segue. That might be like the beautiful segue, curveball segue to the actual topic for today. Because we have not talked in any way, shape, or form about anything to do with you know higher education or college or leadership. So what I <laughs> so uh, I think. Uh, we'll jump in now to uh, the, meat. the meat of the of the episode. Okay. Uh, and so, uh, John, the uh, listeners need to know a little bit more uh, about you. So, uh, so uh, with that, tell us about yourself. Uh, I am director of residence life here at Monmouth, and I, I work on housing um, and student conduct. So that's my primary function. But um, outside of that, I um, I get involved. I do different things as far as me, things that I'm, I guess, if I'm defining who I am and things I'm involved with, I am a Christian. I am a Presbyterian. So I'm very, very happy to be at an institution like Monmouth College. I was not always a Presbyterian. I was raised actually Baptist. Um, so uh, it's been kind of an interesting thing to to make my way to an institution uh, like Monmouth that is associated with the Presbyterian Church USA. That's that's kind of fun. Um, so I get involved with that. I only bring it up because I get involved with that with religious and spiritual life. It's kind of an important thing for me. Um, and so that's a that's a fun part. I am Latino, uh, Latinx, if that's the correct term now for. You know, and that's a whole conversation, right? There, there's a whole yeah, thing of that's a whole podcast. Episode. Yeah, like, do we talk about that? You know, it used to be the whole conversation was: Are you Hispanic? Are you Latino? And you know, people are up in arms about one or two. And yeah, I understand the, the thing. And um, I've always talked about the, the fact that I'm I'm from Texas. And I'll, I'll say that, and like I'm a I'm Latino, but I'm from South Texas. I'm I'm Texan. Um, so yeah. Um, but I think some people don't always recognize that about me. That's when they look at me, they're like, "What, Salazar? Salazar? Is that like? Are you a, are you Spanish? Are you Argentinian? Are you so like? No, man, I'm I'm Mexican. I'm Mexican American. That's my background, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just tall. Six <laughs> three, and yeah, we're we're actually in northern Mexico. Actually, there tend to be taller folks a lot of people don't realize that but uh yeah i and people are like oh, are you sure you're not part I'm like look i did a family background thing all all across right all of my family all of my abuelos all of everybody like they're they all go to mexico somewhere they're actually um they're all migrant workers if you look at my family and all growing growing up from texas and south texas if you actually look up the area, most of them have ties to this place. People 
probably never heard of now. It's called Crystal City. Crystal City, Texas is where both sides of my family at some point um, were. It was at one point in time the spinach capital of the world. So we used to have produced the most spinach out of there. And so um, my family being the migrant workers that they were would be out there and they they did that. And my I remember going and visiting Crystal City every now and then when some of my um, my grandma wanted to visit her sisters or something like that. And uh, there was there's nothing to do out there now. I'm sorry for anybody from Crystal City hearing this. There's there's not a whole lot. It it, it was a boomtown kind of a place. You know, it's no longer really anything. It's kind of weird if you ever go visit because there's not a whole lot of people. But you see like these boarded up old buildings, and you knew at one point there were a lot of people around. They have these like old lamps like that where people were driving their cars down, and you knew it was a city at one point. But now, you know, all you hear is the viejitas kind of coming down. <laughs> That's all you see. Like, there's not a whole lot going on with it. But, uh, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I've, I, I am Mexican-American. very proud of that. Um, I appreciate when people recognize that. But my, uh, my lighter skin and my height have fooled people at times. Mm-hmm. And the fact that my, you know, parents, my dad's an educator. My dad was a teacher, taught uh, for 25 years, I think. And he, he and several of my um, aunts would, uh, they would all correct me, right? If I was speaking differently, they would tell me, you know, you say it this way. Um, I wasn't allowed, I wasn't taught Spanish. It's one of those third generation things where all of my grandparents spoke Spanish, you know, fluently, and all of my my tíos, my tías, they all speak, you know, but they're all bilingual. And myself, and like none of my none of my my cousins, my siblings, uh, speak fluently. Mm. We've learned we can get by, right? We speak Spanglish ish a little bit. Uh, I think one of, I think my cousin Angie did learn because she went and studied abroad one time. And then, but that's about it. Mm. We just don't. And I, I, I've picked up, I can understand it still, you know, but I, it's one of those things that it was never intentionally taught to me. Um, and that was the time that was because my family was almost not intentionally trying to not teach, but I mean, they got it literally beat out of them in Texas. Like, my, my mother was suspended one time from school in, in San Antonio when somebody tattled on her when she was in high school and saying that she was speaking in Spanish to another classmate. And she got in trouble for it with her her teacher. Jeez. So, like, stuff like that was happening. And that happened, what, the 60s, like 50s, 60s, whatever. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And so that wasn't a thing. And so when I, you know, hear about other people, they... I don't know about you, Jake, because as, as someone who also is a little more light-skinned, Latino, right? Mm-hmm. I understand, like, I don't know, like, your ability to speak, but mine, whenever I have other folks come up to me and they're like, oh, you're Latino, and then they start speaking Spanish, and I have to be like, oh, mas espacio, por favor, you know, mm-hmm. sorry, my, my Spanish is no good, sorry, you know, my mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. And then they give me that look. <laughs> the, 
Ay, pobrecito. Yeah, You're one of those. I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. For me, it's uh, uh, it's an interesting question all the time because uh, when it seems like I never fit uh, between both crowds, right? So mm-hmm. it's like while I'm here at work, uh, I don't even sound like I'm yeah. no accent, no yeah, nothing. Uh, same same story. I never intentionally taught uh, Spanish. Uh, although there was this one time I can like very vividly remember sitting in the basement of uh, like the first house that my parents had, and I was listening to the like very elementary uh, like alphabet song for children. You know the A B C D E F A, and then it would repeat, and you'd be like, "Yeah, all right." You ever learned that? You didn't learn that, Max? No. So, uh, <laughs> like, I was always, like, given, like, tips and tricks mm-hmm. for how to uh, study and, like, learn Spanish. Um, my mom would tell me stories of how uh, her and her siblings would have to read a Spanish Bible and, like, read, like, the verses and all of that. Awesome. Um, when I was a young child, my great-grandpa would sit me in front of the TV while like uh, Univision was playing, <clears throat> and according to my grandparents, I would just laugh hysterically whenever they were speaking, because whatever they were saying was hilarious, even though I had no idea, like it couldn't have uh, had any clue. But I was uh, all my babysitters growing up were Hispanic, uh, like so I was around the language all the time, so I can understand uh, yeah. when other people are speaking. Mm-hmm. I can I can read it I can write it, uh, my Hit ability to points. yeah my ability to speak is like so poor uh, that even like I I have to do the Sabado Gigante guy like <laughs> his voice when I speak Spanish oh really uh, because it just Your voice changes uh, yeah just like bienvenidos uh, <laughs> you know like bienvenidos a mi podcast. <laughs> Uh, but it's like, uh, yeah, it's uh, so when I tell students or other colleagues who have not met me or don't really know much about me that I'm Hispanic, it's like this, like, I thought you were Italian. It's like this. Yeah, it's like this Oprah, like re- big reveal after like four commercial breaks. Like you're finally yeah. getting to the meat of the episode and like everybody's like, holy smokes. Like what? Which is because fu- I, I kind of called it with you. I yeah. was like. I think I'm pretty sure he's Latino. Like I'm pretty like yeah. Man, at best, like people assume Italian. Uh, like if yeah. it's just so I have a beard, but if it's ever just a mustache, you know, like instantly <laughs> that I'm I'm Hispanic. Um, but yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> my family, so my mom's side, everybody's mm-hmm. uh, Mexican. So mm-hmm. like that's the, that's the bloodline there. Uh, but my you got dad, a guy named McLean in there. So yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So the McLean on there. Uh, so my dad's side of the family. Uh, my uh, my grandma. Uh, so my dad's mom is Hispanic, uh, and her family mm-hmm. uh, there. Um, but my dad's dad uh, was like Scottish Irish combo there, and so uh, that's where the McLean <clears throat> comes from. Because it doesn't come from uh, any part of Mexico. Uh, 
And so uh, I always, uh, in like grade school, I would say, uh, and my friends would say that I'm the whitest Mexican that anybody has ever met. Because seriously, true. Like on my best days, I'm red. I'm like, I don't even, there's no brown. Uh, And so uh, it's. Like my brother was born and he had almost blonde hair Mm. growing up. I remember my parents telling me a story where a police officer uh, stopped my dad one time. He was taking my my brother out to a kiddie park or something like oh that. Oh my god! And he had to kind of prove that that was that was his son because he saw my dad. And my dad's a very you know a lot darker than I am mm-hmm. and either of us. And um, it was it's one of those things that people just make you know make assumptions whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we my my whole family has kind of a, a range like of just colors right? yeah my mom is very fair-skinned right that's kind of where I get that a little bit from my, my brother my sister is very dark takes after my dad as far as that and so I have some very very dark Mexican you know um, looking if you want to say that uh, side of my family on mm-hmm. one end mm-hmm. and then I have some very light-skinned and they're all from my family but folks don't always get that and yeah. it's it's interesting when I see people um, not get it yeah i remember my sister and my brother we we actually moved houses in san antonio when i was in middle school so they were in both in high school they were all two years apart and so when they were moved over into a new high school for about a year um my sister and my brother didn't date anybody they nobody asked them out because they and my sister found it out later um because some people assumed they were dating because they didn't, when they looked at my very dark-skinned sister and my very light-skinned brother, and they were always kind of hanging out, they came together, too, but they assumed they were dating. I, mean, I remember my sister telling me, she, when she found out, she was like, if you know my sister in any way, shape, or form, she looks Mexicana. Like, she is very dark. But if you ever talk to her, man, she's like, like oh, my God, no. Like, I would never. Oh, my God, that's so gross. You know, that's, yeah. that's totally my sister. Yeah. I love her to pieces. So if you're listening, I love you, babe. <laughs> so so my sister uh, uh, by comparison much darker than I am uh, and my cousin is also uh, much darker than I mm. basically everybody in my family is darker than me uh, <laughs> and, and so uh, same story of you and your sister yeah. uh, people thought that my cousin and I were dating like I uh, like we go out to eat that's and like, that's disgusting yeah I'm like that's my <laughs> cousin like that might be legal where you're from but <laughs> my family tree didn't go <laughs> yeah no diamond shapes there. no yeah. for real it's it's a thing and people who you know don't think about it that way it's it's just it is what it is mm-hmm. yeah so. so the way that people know is because like I uh, so f- food are the uh, is the big indicator Yes, uh, because we just had that conversation we about did. breakfast we earlier, burritos. We were we were having that conversation of yes in, yeah. in the office about uh, music burritos. Oh. Uh, music is the other one. Yeah, uh, because I can sing a mean like I can do a mean Vicente Fernandez uh, cover. So nice. Uh, yeah. No, that's cool, man. I, I'm that's that's awesome. <clears throat> I I had to struggle with that. That took me some time to kind of figure out. There was something that I, I struggled with, and I won't even say, like, oh, I, I'm over it. Like, today, even even till today, I, I struggle a little bit with it because um, I know folks, people, we, we, 
people put people in boxes, right? So mm. people see me and they're like, but you're tall. You know, stuff like that. that it's ignorant. Kind of the stereotypical, like, Yeah, am I supposed views? to speak like these? You know, something like that. He's like, no, man, I'm, I... Yeah, I'm, uh, there's so much to say mm-hmm. as far as that. And then, um, then I, I felt like... I was not always recognized and I wanted to be met, like recognized as a Mexican-American, as a Tejano, as somebody who grew up from South Texas. And that was not always recognized, especially when I left. When mm-hmm. I left Texas, um, it was a growing time for me. Even in college, when I was there in Texas, um, it, it took a while for people to kind of, and for me to understand myself with that and, mm-hmm. and go, gain a comfort with it because there's, um, yeah, mm-hmm. you face that. You, mm-hmm. you, I've... I had to deal with that. Now, I, I hear, I don't know about you, I would hear the comments that people would say, and you, you're, you're put into that position of, okay, are you going to say something? Which usually I did, but, mm-hmm. you know, when, you, when you're the one having to hear this stuff and you're the one saying, actually, guys, that's not okay yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's such a weird feeling. But, like, I, I, I yeah. Because you're the, almost having to, like, defend your own identity to people. Yeah. You can't just say it. Uh, and so I noticed that when I'm like applying for jobs or like when I was applying for jobs or even when I was applying to college, mm-hmm. uh, my mom would always like stand over me at the computer, like, make sure you tell them you're Mexican. They'll give you more scholarships. I'm like, I, but I am. And so I'm putting that, but like, yeah. you know, somebody who doesn't see a face, well, even if they saw my face, mm-hmm. uh, they saw my name. I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah. that is not. But it also works the other way too, right? It works. It works the other thing where I was often one of the few men of color entering into a space, and it was an afterthought of people like, "Oh, so you are? You're okay? You're you're?" And I, you know that that I, I had to struggle. That was probably the biggest thing that I struggled with. I've been at institutions before, other colleges and whatnot, where I'm I'm the only Latino on staff. And uh, one of, or or worse, a larger staff, and I'm still one of only one or two, mm-hmm. and it's one of these things where I, I'm. I wish people would would recognize that about me because I'm very proud of it, um, and I, it it just it leads to a lot of other stuff. So right. I, I think there's some positive, there's some there's some things to note about that. I do have privilege. I recognize that because of it I have not had to deal with some of the stuff same other yeah. people and I absolutely recognize that I probably have um, I'm, I'm sure I have been given advantages because people have not assumed uh, things about me because of my my yep. skin tone yep. but at the same time it, it does stink when you know like my mom I love her to pieces but she says some stuff that I'm like mom that like you just broke my heart like she would say things like you know He's like, Mijo, you're you're acceptable because you're you're light enough. And I'm like, where is this going? You know. And, and, and she would say stuff like that that I'm like, oh. and I love my mom, I really do. But mm-hmm. it's stuff like that. You're like, mom, I know you're trying to make this situation, whatever it is, better, but you've just said the worst thing <laughs> possible right now that I'm gonna go cry in my my bedroom. <laughs> so, how do you think your identities um, show up at work? Uh, they show up in a number of ways. I, I find it interesting, you know, when when you work at a PWI, a, a predominantly white institution, 
as a as a person of color. Um, it it's 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 something that you of course have to be aware of um, because it's always around you. You see things that um, maybe others don't experience things. Maybe others don't. Uh, again, I, I don't like to judge other people uh, and their experiences. That's that's them and the, their experience. My experience has always been um, it comes with a mixed bag. You know, there's some things that I, I have a great privilege to do as a as a Latino. Um, I have more people come to my office that are uh, persons of color that I can relate with mm-hmm. um, easily. Uh, and, you know, when people walk in, they don't necessarily see that all the time, of course. We kind of talked a little bit about that already. But, you know, then they see my Mexican candies that I have and, you know, um, the uh, the assistant works in our office. She's, she's a white lady. I love her pieces, Marcy. Uh, you know, Marcy's like, oh, those are those disgusting candies. And I'm like, Psh. Talk to yourself about it, because I love these things. And, and I have students intentionally come in. They, they pass all the stuff we have, because we have little, you know, treats in the front, like the Kit mm-hmm. Kat bars and mm-hmm. stuff. And they come to my office for, like, you know, what we got, the little, yeah. um, you know, Lucas candies and yeah. whatnot. Yep. Um, it's good. I good love stuff. that this package also says, uh, say no to drugs on the back. Uh, <laughs> So you're providing a service, really, Thank to the you. campus. I know, uh, right? There it is. Candies in your office. Dual purpose. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I, I do that. Yes, I do that for me because my my spouse will remind me, like, you know, you love eating these. Also, I was like, yes, but I also do that as a way to put out there, right, who I am. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, if nothing more in that office space, to have that as. That is a safe space. Mm-hmm. That is a, a space students can come to, and in that pl- place they can feel a little bit more comfort. Right. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I think I mentioned this when we talked earlier that uh, students don't get that from me uh, because uh, they don't even know. Yeah. Like there's nothing, unless I'm listening to some like yeah. Pepe Aguilar, you know, there's just like everybody walks by here and it's like, yeah, there's another freaking white person here. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, but as soon as they find out, then it's like they're like creeping around the corner like, wait, what? I can I can talk to you? Did you just play this, it's the Spanish version, the Spanglish version of, yeah. of Havana? Yeah. From, you know, whatever, you know. My, ma- <laughs> my mom listens to Por Tu Maldito Amor. Oh my God. It's like. It's like I'm waking up to my mom's kitchen listening to this. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so, uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, and it's just, it's really interesting. Um, someone asked me, um, when we went to, uh, there was this conference we went to, the social justice, like, seminar uh, in the Quad Cities. Yeah. Uh, on the way back. I was asked a question about like how I talk about work uh, with family, um, but then I think about how I um, how I talk about the work with with students, mm-hmm. um, and so it's like trying to figure out that point of relation, and I just don't know. Yeah. Maybe 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 my trick is I need the I need the candy too. Well, 
bringing some piña locas uh, <laughs> yeah. down to the office. There you go. Um, like, I'm not going to say it was easy. It took a while for me to, I think, I think part of that is me, right? Mm-hmm. Part of that is my comfort in who I am. You know, had, and I don't want to put this on Marcy, she's a wonderful person, but had she said that, had, had she been saying something like that early on in my career, I might have, you know, something like, oh, those are nasty candies. Who's going to want to come in? She may have just been, you know, joking around or whatever. I might have taken that personally. I might yeah. have been like, well, maybe I... Maybe I should put that away because I don't want to scare off the white students or something. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah, right. right? Uh, I think it's a comfort. It's a recognition of, no, like, this is who I am. Like, this is a yeah. part of me. I like this. And I'm not the only one. And to have the ability to step in and and step outside of myself, I should really say, and see it, the situation for what it is, like, I just like these candies and I, I want to have them available. And that's just one part. You know, I have some other like symbols in my office, if you will, just yeah. to kind of give the vibe, right? Uh, that I am an open person, that I want people to, to know parts of who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the, the, the candies there, but I also have like a, a, a picture in the back, you know, uh, if people want to look on at it, whatever. I have... I mean, I, th- I, I think symbols are important, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have some other stuff that I've been meaning to put up, but, you know, I've just been so busy in my office. I haven't really quite set up mm-hmm. my office. I might be moving offices, so I'm hoping that I <laughs> I'll have some time to, like, decorate a little bit better. Right. But I am big on the idea that I want to just help students feel a little bit more comfortable by letting them know me mm-hmm. and that it's okay by them seeing me comfortable as a Latino male they can also be comfortable in their identities and how they identify. And so we've been able to have these conversations when students come in and, and some will ask questions. Um, and so that, that's, that's one way I think that I bring my, my identity affects my work and it comes into the workplace that way. Yeah, you know, I, um, that's so important. Yes. So if no one said it before, thank you for doing what you do. No, no problem, man. I mean, I, I try to do what I can, you know. Um, there's other ways, though, right? There's there's yeah. some other ways that it affects yeah. m- me. And, you know, um, I wonder how, how – because I, I, I see things that are different. Um, I'll give you an example. I won't call any student now, but I've had a couple situations where um, I house students, of course, with mm-hmm. roommates. Mm-hmm. And I've had a couple of – Situations where I'll have a student come in and they, I have roomed, I've housed one student of, of color with a white student. And, you know, then I get the, the very polite, kind email of saying, I don't think we're going to work out, mm. you know. Mm. And, 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 you know, I'll, I, I know what's going on sometimes, you know. I push back and say, hmm, what's, what's the deal? You haven't even given yourself... A few weeks to get to know this person. Well, I don't think I'm going to get along with them, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, what is it? You know, and I, I really try to dig um, just because I've seen that, right? I've also had the opposite, right? Um, so, yeah, I, it, it's just things that I notice and I see. Uh, it's not that others wouldn't, but it's just very noticeable. Um, it's also the kind of conversations that I have with students that – and they're in my office, and they're complaining about, um, 
something. I don't, I don't know. Someone's upset, and they use these these terms uh, that they're um, they're not triggers, but they're they're obviously not meaning what they're saying. For example, they'll say, "Well, this I don't really like this. This person plays their music too loud." You know, one roommate. The other roommate comes in. I don't play it too loud. Like I play it whatever. I'm, it's uh, it's not a big deal. And we talked about when to do it. Well, come to find out, one student of color is playing, you know, rap music or hip hop or something. And the other mm-hmm. person, you know, and and so it's it's seeing through the lines and able to have a conversation with somebody else about like, well, have you addressed this? Have you thought maybe? You know, it's just preference, and mm-hmm. maybe this is something you guys may want to talk about. Um, and I've had some success with that and being able to get students to just, just be okay with just talking about it, man. Just talk about, you don't like this music, or you just, you, for whatever reason, it makes you feel uncomfortable, so put it out there. Like, I don't I don't listen to gangster rap. Well, that's not gangster rap, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Ken- Kendrick Lamar is not necessarily, <laughs> right. you know, whatever it is. You know, whatever. That's, you know, there's just all these different things you can kind of bring up. Yeah, my wife is a big fan of rap and hip hop, and so when she started listening to that music at work, like over her computer speakers, mm-hmm. uh, someone said, "Oh, you listen to underground rap," and it's like, "What the hell is underground rap? <laughs> what? What?" Uh, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, there's just yeah. So your advice to students there is uh, just talk about it. Always. So how do you... uh, Always. In today's, like, divisive, like, it's just, like, such a weird climate we find ourselves in, right? Mm -hmm. And I say today's climate, like, it hasn't been the climate for, like, a number of years. (laughs) Uh, So how do you start that conversation? I I think that's what makes... um, well, part of my job exciting, but um, that's an opportunity, I think, for us as uh, student affairs professionals to challenge the norm, mm-hmm. right? to challenge it and, and to say, no, this is you know, redefining what is um, acceptable and what's not acceptable, right? Um, that it's okay to talk about these things and to think about them. And, and, and if you disagree with my perspective, my music, my taste in you know, food, whatever the heck, it's okay for you to have your opinion about it. It's not okay um, to make other judgments, right? And that's, mm-hmm. that's where kind of the line gets drawn um, when, when uh, too many assumptions are made, right? right. And there's no conversation. Right. Uh, that's where I always push back, and I know students don't like it. They hate it. Every I've never, I didn't even say never. It's rare that I find students that are really okay with when I push back and say, well, have you spoken to your roommate about your issue? Usually myself or an RA or an HR, we're, the, we're towards the end of that, right? We're the, we're the first ones that they get asked, can I just get a room change? And we always push back for a reason, because I want students to get to the place of being able to say, you know what, roommate of mine, I have this issue. And even beginning that conversation, just just to address it, mm-hmm. I think that's such a huge step because I think that leads us to where we're at today where we are just so opposed. We, we go to these two different poles yeah. 
where you either believe this way or that way, and there's like no, no in between. No in between, yeah. And there is, there is a place that we can get to that we can talk about our differences and respect each other, even if we don't necessarily agree. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, that's that's what I'm all about. Yeah, I love that. Like, not don't make any assumptions. Maybe just you throw out a question, and and maybe that's the way you open it. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. And, and 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 the ability to have those conversations, right? Because some. And, and that's, a, that's an interesting thing we're talking about cultural differences, right? Mm-hmm. Because, um, and this is a generalization, please, people don't have to get upset with me, but a generalization that I've witnessed, at least on our campus, has been uh, a good amount of um, white students will come and, and into the office and they do the sort of Midwest nice sort of thing of, well, I don't really want to, I don't want to make waves. I don't want to say anything. I like my roommate. They're a wonderful person, but I just, I just don't want to live with them anymore because of this thing. Uh, And I don't want to address it at all. I just want to move so they can live their life. I can live my life. We never have to have a a conflict. Versus a a lot of students of color will come in, and it's the opposite where they, (laughs) they'll say, you know, I'm hearing from them like. I said this, or I said that, and this person said nothing, and they had the opportunity to say it, and I just told them, like, least you could do is say, and it's just like, whoa, time out. Yeah. You gotta hold back a little. You gotta be able to to come to that middle ground of saying, um, I'm very upset right now, but look, when you do this, when you when you steal, excuse me, when you take my fruit snacks without asking, mm. Um, I have an issue with that. If you would like my fruit snacks, you know, uh, you can ask me. I would appreciate that. Uh, I just don't like it when you take it without permission, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, busting out and yelling at somebody else and then it gets to something. Um, Listen, Jerry, if you're going to take my fruit snacks, put some money in the sock drawer for the next trip to the grocery store. Or yeah. you can, yeah. It's the same thing. Or the apartments, you know, hey, you know the dirty dish policy. Every right. freaking person knows the dirty, you know, whatever. Until right? you're like passively aggressive, exactly. uh, putting quotes up like, I ain't your mama. <laughs> Clean up after yourself. Yeah, and, and then, you know, and we have, that's the, that's the balance. And yeah. so both, like all students need to learn that ability. And I think that's where some cultural competency can come into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm giving generalizations here, but um, that's been something that uh, I've, I see every day. I mean, mm-hmm. see every week these students have come in with the same kind of things. And I know nobody likes it. Nobody likes to be told, hey, you need to have a difficult conversation. Right. That is that is like gold. That is where the learning happens. That's where the growing happens. Because Absolutely. Because if we can get our students to develop like that, to be conscientious about that kind of stuff, that creates better citizens. Right? Absolutely. That's, that's the goal. They're better yeah. leaders. They can handle conflict, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in their own relationships, uh, personal or otherwise. Um, they're a better human being. Yeah. And I think that's the goal that we really are are getting towards um, that we talk about here at Monmouth College. So. Yeah. yeah. I love that little plug at the end. Yeah, like, thank you. Yeah. Go Scots. That's our residential curriculum. What's Ooh. up? So, John, let's talk about family versus family. Um, oh, that's always wonderful when you have that, right? That's yeah. I don't know that it was ever versus, but like, uh, so you're blessed then. Well, 
Okay, well, I'm only in year one, so we haven't reached it yet. You know, so hey, man, that's I had that was a. But I was almost kind of nervous, uh, like the first time really? my family interacted with her family, oh. uh, because like we like to get like pretty wild, you know. Uh, I did not know that about her, uh, her family, and so uh, the only uh, frame of reference I had was my own family, and I'm like. Like, we get, like, buck wild, and, like, the party goes until, like, 3 a.m., even though people have to be at work at, like, 6. Uh, and so, like, what's going to happen here? I felt it was a little different. Like, I, I, it sounds like you had, your families had a lot more in common in some area. Like, there were similarities with their, you know. Yeah. I, I felt, I think Sarah, my, my spouse, and I get along because we are, we are good, com- we, we complement each other. Mm-hmm. And our families are very different, just different style. And they haven't always gotten along, um, but then they do get along. It's kind of weird how they get along. Um, my family is uh, rather conservative uh, religiously, right? And so they, my dad, you know, he probably uses the hammer to vote for, you know, Republicans and stuff like that, which is fine. <laughs> That's okay. Um, nope, nope. Hey, no, yeah. like, hey, you can have their own, his opinion. And so, and Sarah's family... They're conservative, but more like uh, socially and whatnot. And so we might, you know, Sarah and I, we, we, we disagree politically. And I think that has brought us together. Um, but at the same time, there are just massive differences between the way we interact with our families. Like my mom, when she sees me, I'm the youngest. All right, so... Mejito! Yeah, like, oh, it's so good to see you, blah, 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 blah. You don't come around enough, and you're eating enough, blah, 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 you know, it looks like you're, blah, blah. And, you know, she makes comments, and he's like, are you, and how are you doing financially? You know, what are what is going on with everything? I heard, yeah, I know you're going through some stuff. Your wife, you, you guys have been through a lot. Do you need some, you know? And it's stuff that, you know... Growing up, I was like, Mom, Mom, we're good. We're, it's we're, like the full life story. Yeah, yeah. and, and um, you know, over with Sarah's side, they're they just they're not as uh, I, I get used to. It. I don't I don't know how to. They're not as loud, right? That's the first thing. They're very quiet. They're that Midwestern polite kind of that Minnesota nice sort of thing, and you know they yeah they get loud every now and then about some stuff, but otherwise it's it's just very different and the way that she interacts with her mother and her sisters interact with their mom you know is is very different than the way that I interact with my mom um and um you know they would never like my mother-in-law would never come up and be like so uh, how are your finances how are things going with you you guys you know no, never. Don't ask that. We don't talk about certain things. We don't discuss. Like we just whatever. And oh, uh, you, it's, but but then there's the opposite, right? It's like the passive aggressiveness mm. that I I experience it. The the white passive aggressiveness. The oh well, I'm not saying anything, but you know whatever. If we want to, you want to believe that, sort of whatever. Like the side comments that, you know. That kind of stuff on my side of the family. You Someone just says something it's like, "Who said what?" There's, there's no, and, there's no passive. Okay? Yeah, no, no. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's aggressive, and then people don't show up for Thanksgiving the next year. Or, you know, <laughs> they let it go. You know, whatever. 
Yes. Um, so it, it's stuff like that that I, I we had to talk about. And, you know, I had to kind of talk with, with both my wife and my mom separately because I know there's, they've had some issues, you know, because... You know, I I know my mom means well, but like she'll say stuff like, "Well, you know, me though, with you know, your wife, she's um, she wears this size, you know, and so I think she would look better if she wore this or that because f- for what you know." And I'm like, mom, "Oh no, you are no, mom, no, please, mom, mom, stop, stop," you know, and. My wife, meanwhile, is just cringe. She's she gets like red, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, she gives me. We have a look that it's like you you need to you need to say something right now <laughs> or, yeah. or else sort of a thing and so uh, I've had to address that and talk about that and be like and, and recognize you know, I understand where it's coming from it's just a different thing mm-hmm. right um, you know what my mom would say it comes from a place of love yeah that's the place it comes sure, from sure but it's mm-hmm. taken from <laughs> to a place that. Oh no! Love exists, but yes. it's not thought of at the first. The no, first no, and so there's just certain stuff that I, I, I have to, I've learned to to let my spouse have her relationship with my mom. Um, I give her a heads up on some stuff, um, and she says some stuff, and and that's the other thing that, um, I've called out both sides mm. of the family on certain things, right? Yeah. Because you, it wasn't until I left. And I went off to college, and, you know, I won't say I've arrived or anything, but, you know, I'm slightly more woke mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. than I was when I left as an, you know, 18-year-old. So um, I learn, I, I hear things, judgments uh, about, you know, the role of women, you know, mm. or, or um, things that my mom says in Spanish that... And I'm like, well, I can't believe, wow! And I, I didn't hear that growing. I didn't, I heard it, but I really didn't understand it, it yeah. and hear it. Yep. But I hear it now because Sarah hears it, and being with her, it gives me an opportunity to kind of see things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, like when Sarah will say some stuff that'll tick me off every now and then, I call it out, and she's like, well, "What are you talking about?" We have the, you know, an argument, discussion, whatever, mm-hmm. and and she kind of understands where I'm coming from so um and yeah we were talking about this earlier before we started about um racism and and prejudice within the Mm. community right Right. because i think some people think that you know well if you're a person of color you can't be prejudiced and that's completely it's like oh mom i understand where you're coming with but you can't say that i'll give you an example right my sister was uh this past year uh, going to be hosting um, all the family coming in and at her house. And so my mom went to go assist her. My mom has hosted at her place before, but, you know, she was helping my sister. And so she was ticked because the day of, my sister went to go get her nails done. My mom was really upset saying, well, she's getting her nails done rather than getting some other stuff done, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, whatever. She had a right to be mad. But what she said was, she's like, do you see what she's doing? She's treating me. You no, know she treated me. She, she's treating me like La Negra. Oh no! And, and it's like, you know, Mom, you can say that in Spanish, <laughs> but that don't mean that it's not the most 
raises thing. He's like, yeah, and and you have those moments, right? Because it's like I want to be there for my mom to, to help her understand. Like, mom, yeah, I, I feel bad that my sister put me in this place, but mm-hmm. in this moment, am I going to address the fact that you just used pretty much a pretty darn racist, you know, slang to kind of trying to describe that? And, and, right. and at what point? What point is do you do you bring it up? Because at what point do you let it go? And because at some points I, I did not address that immediately. That is something that you know I I let her calm down to a place and then because you like, wouldn't have been invited to Christmas if you would have yeah and and, and then I I would I would once again right be the liberal son from mm-hmm. Illinois right that mm-hmm. you know whatever and it's I don't I don't want to it there's no learning that happens at that point I'm just. You know, the black sheep that went off. That was my story, right? Mm. My family's all from Texas. They're all still there. A lot of them, San Antonio, Austin, around that area. And uh, I'm the one who went to school away, married someone away, still living away, you know. But mm-hmm. it's cool. It's just it's one of these things. That's like, yeah, it's a challenge. Yeah, man. And, it, you know, I, I got people like, they don't have schools down here. You can't work down here. You know, sort of thing like that. And you're like, well. I get, uh, I get the same thing. Uh, so even though I'm only, uh, <laughs> I, I work an hour away, but I literally live like maybe 25 minutes. Yeah, man. And so uh, when I talk to my grandparents on my mom's side, um, I get the question all the time. Well, you know, like the big employers over there, like John Deere, Nestle, like Alcoa, it's renamed now, but it's like the steel production, whatever. Well, you know, there are jobs in like human resources over here. That's the same thing. So you should you should apply for jobs over here. And, you know, like once upon a time, I really thought HR was the path, uh, you know, before okay. I fell into higher ed. And I'm like, hey, you know, that higher ed things. And they're like, well, okay, so there's human resources and no-go for you. Cool. But there are colleges and universities around here. Have you applied to any of these places? And I'm like, well, see, I work in a specific functional area. Uh, and, you know. It was the hardest thing for me to explain yeah. to my parents. Yeah, it's really hard. Working in residence life within student affairs. And what, and what the hell that means. Yeah. And they were like, so you live with the students like yes and I so like you're like the adult supervision I'm like let's go with that yes <laughs> I yeah. do a lot of other things and you that's within that but that's the basic idea my sure. uncle said so you're the snitch uh, I'm like <laughs> yeah yep yeah, that's uh, yeah that's me that's harsh no uh, but uh, so your earlier point about uh, being like the woke, like liberal son. Yeah. Um, when I first left for Monmouth mm-hmm. uh, and when I was going to school here, the like first interaction I had back home, it's like, oh, I've learned some things, you know, like uh, I'm, I'm bolder. I'm like, you know, the person you know today, uh, like just like saying whatever's on my mind and not giving a damn. <laughs> uh, and uh, you can't do that in uh, a Hispanic household uh, because uh, they'll also tell you what's on their mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's more authority uh, over you there. And so I remember, like, I can't even remember what it was about, but my mom and I, like, got into a disagreement. Uh, 
Uh, and then my dad very lovingly like pulled me aside uh, and he's like, hey, um, I just want to make you aware of something. Um, you've, you're going, you're getting this great education, uh, we're really proud of you, but sometimes when you come home and you start talking about it or uh, talking with it, but my dad said you come off as being abrasive. Uh, and like it took me so long to uh, in that moment not like immediately say something back because then it, I would have been abrasive. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah um, the angry Latino. Huh? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but I checked myself because he was right. Uh, like uh, every time uh, something happens, I can't like immediately. And that's what I would do. And so now I just like same as you. It's like I gotta I gotta pick it. Yeah, you gotta pick which battle. And sometimes uh, sometimes it's not uh, uh, worth mm-hmm. the conversation at that moment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not even worth it a couple of days later, mm-hmm. a couple of hours later. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my family. Yeah, and they uh, they truly contributed to the person that I am today. Uh, but it's like those moments, like you gotta <laughs> literally, as they put it, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Those uh, are the uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, even uh, so, back to like the uh, spouse family versus your family. Uh, you know, sometimes you gotta like. I think I grew up a lot with uh, my mom. Like, we couldn't say things to other members of the family. And so there were, like, secrets within, like, the nuclear, like, yeah. you know, us. You don't, don't tell your grandma I said this, <laughs> you know, uh, kind of thing. Uh, but it's, like, then it's, like, uh, you have to, like, hold the secrets from, like, your spouse as well. Have you ever had that happen? Early on. Yeah. I did. Yeah. And we had a, a conversation because my, my wife was not getting that. And she still actively i believe chooses to not get that because she doesn't want to get that yeah and she's like no yeah but it's like just like communication styles are different oh Uh, yes you know the uh decision making styles are different yes uh everything uh and it's it doesn't seem like it should be that way uh and uh if any of our families are listening to this right now they're probably like it's not different we're gonna have a conversation after I hit stop on this podcast, uh, and uh, to echo what John said, family, I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you very much. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is a thing, and it, you, you experiencing it is it, it's taken some time, right, yeah. for me to even get to a place where I felt comfortable, and it, you know, it's it's give and take, because there were times. Um, and I, I appreciate my partner, right? She she has been very helpful to me in just growing up, really, um, mm-hmm. and seeing things about myself that I didn't. Um, and I think it caused some fighting at times where my mom would do stuff that's petty, like, honestly. And early on in my marriage, uh, I would be like, ah, well, that's my mom, you know, whatever. You know, I don't want to Yeah, you're almost that. like, yeah, you're defending it. Exactly. It's like... and And... Sarah would call me the carbon. She was right to do so. She's saying, "No, that is not. We we agreed. We agreed. This was how this was going to be. And now your mom comes here, and now you're being like this. You know." And it was like, "Okay." Because mm-hmm. then you got to pick sides, and that's. And I'm I, like, I, I haven't personally. That, you know, but yeah, 
I haven't personally had to experience that, and so, yeah. Wait for it. <laughs> uh, no, man, it just necessarily. It just, yeah. That had that was one thing that I had to. I, maybe that's the thing because I was the youngest, mm-hmm. and as the youngest, the boy, the mm-hmm. son that went off, sort of a thing. That was something that I had to learn. I was also. Um, my in-laws didn't really get to know very well my my parents, mm. and that's very different than the relationships that uh, my brothers and sisters' mm-hmm. spouses have with my family. Sometimes it's not always for the better, yeah. but they're very different, and they, we, they don't see each other a whole lot, so that kind of added another element to yeah. it. Um, you know, uh, my, my parents and my... My wife's parents know each other pretty, pretty decently. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandpa knows next to nothing about my in-laws, uh, but he doesn't. He also doesn't get out of the house very often, and he's like old school, like a la madre, you know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so my wife is from uh, Woodhall, mm-hmm. f- like farm town, like eight hundred fifty people. Grandpa from like mm-hmm. Mexico life. Quad city life, yeah, like big city stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we got married, we got married at like uh, a reception hall that was like on a county road. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it was an old church that yeah. was converted that. next to farms. Mm-hmm. And uh, my, my, the way from the quad cities to that reception venue mm-hmm. was through back roads and gravel roads, yeah. passing farmland. Yeah. And so my grandpa was like on the way there, had like a fit. And was like, where the hell are you taking me? This is some like country, blah, blah, blah. But he loves me. Uh, and so when he got there, he was completely cool. He was like, oh, my, Jacob, you look so, ah, Miko, you look so handsome. You know, like the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, the, the one funny uh, story I have from the time I experienced uh, my culture being different than my wife's. It happened three years into the relationship. Mm-hmm. A family member that I had seen pretty regularly uh, were sitting down getting ready for Easter dinner. Uh, and Or like Easter lunch, whatever. And uh, the family member comes up to me while I'm standing in line to get food. This is the same kind of food that I've eaten every Easter that my wife and I had been together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she goes, I don't think there's any food here that, that you'll enjoy. Uh, and you could very much hear the you people uh, part of what she was indicating. And so I had brought my Bluetooth speaker. Like I had, you know, uh, I was like, I didn't know how to take it. And so I was like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm, like, I'm not feeling feelings of anger. It's more shock that, like, after three yes. years of knowing me. Yes, why the would, shock. You're like, did the, you just say that? The first time I ate yeah. this food, you didn't say anything. Why three years later? And so what I did for the rest of the meal is I ate food while listening to, like, heavy, like, ranchera music. Uh, like, things that included, like, the accordion, the trumpet, like, the fanfare, everything. And I would sing along, like, in my corner of the house where I was seated. Uh, and I kept turning it up, and my wife kept hitting me in the arm, like, what the hell are you doing? Turn it down, like, turn the music off. She didn't mean it. LOL. Uh, and I was like, no, I just, you know, obviously I haven't demonstrated enough that there's a little bit of brown in the family now. Uh, and so 
<laughs> no, I mean, yeah, man, it's, it's tough for. But you know, now, uh, now that time has passed and the relationship has grown, my family uh, now splits my identity into two. Uh, there's white Jake, uh, <laughs> and then there's brown Jake. Uh, and uh, to them, uh, Brown Jake only comes out when uh, the drinks are out, the music's going, the food is, uh, you know. So it's a good social atmosphere. That's good. Yeah. Mine, mine comes out, unfortunately, when often politics comes up. Mm. That's, that's where I'm, that has been my experience where yeah. someone will say something, well, the border needs to be, and I'm like, yeah. you're going to get on that one issue. There are a few issues that set me off, and that's going to be the one. Like, so you know better, yeah, Miss Iowa grown, blah blah. blah. Yeah, and I try not to be whatever, whatever. But I, I get that. I get hype about certain things, and you know, I'm like, well, really, we're going to talk about this. Let's talk about. It. But that's where <laughs> I've had my, my, my conversations, uh, my dialogues of difference. With <laughs> Such a freaking high <laughs> You town liberal. Yeah. <laughs> you got learning outcomes for family dinners. Exactly. It's like, well, I got to get you to this place. Just to, oh, my know, God. We have a rubric. Just, right. Well, uh, again, thank you, John, so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. But I, no one gets my uh, my family uh, stuff like you do. So oh, thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. As long as I'm more fun than Max, that's really what I'm <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's the goal. So you got to make sure to crash his episode too. There you go. Uh, and thank you, listeners, for listening to the podcast. Make sure to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts at. You can subscribe to the mail list at www.jakespeaks.org uh, to learn more about the podcast or to learn more about my speaking and coaching services. You can also follow me on Twitter at mc leadership guy. Until next time, take care. Mm-hmm.